episode 10 let's go <laughs> welcome to this is true i'm isaiah sanders i mean we did it let's go i made made it to double digits i am so excited uh, if you if you've listened to all 10 episodes you have great taste uh, or i mean or or horrible taste depending on how you look at the matter but 10 episodes like i said i'm so i'm so excited to be doing this i've had so much fun doing this considering uh, i'm considering coming back for season two in the fall so y'all let me know go comment on our instagram page if if, if that's something y'all would like to see what type of content you would like to see in season two um but yeah i mean how how about the nba playoffs man uh how about the Hawks specifically? You know, Ice Trey coming out last night because uh, recording this on Wednesday. Hopefully dropping today as well. But yeah, last night Ice Trey, Trey Young coming out, clutch three pointer, thirty feet away, take the lead from the Celtics with less than two seconds left on the clock. Just it was incredible. I love to see that. It makes the series three two Celtics. Uh, but the teams are headed back to Atlanta for Game Six. Atlanta definitely has the momentum. And I, I, I think they can win game six. And then, yeah, you know, a, a, anything can happen in game seven. Uh, so I'm really just curious to see how that plays out. Obviously, I'm pulling for the Hawks, but I'm just glad that it's a good series. A lot of these uh, a lot of these first-round series have been, you know, pretty much blowouts, for like 4-1. only gone five games or so. So it's just good to see a series going further on. Got two great teams playing i i think overall that the celtics are the better team from top to bottom but you know it's, it's you love to see it uh, at this point i think this series is anybody's game um i think it's whoever has the momentum and gets hot on the right night as we've uh, as we saw last night um but yeah let's let's talk some football though uh let's first thing i want to talk about is you know, it's official, y'all. The Green Bay Packers uh, they have traded uh, their quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, to the New York Jets. Wow. I mean, it's been a long time coming. We, I mean, it feels like we've been waiting on this to happen for months now. Um, it felt like it was only a matter of time before it would actually happen. But it just... The, the process of the trade was just so long and drawn out and prolonged that you were like, if you were me, you were wondering if it was actually going to happen. But, yeah, no, the Jets are giving up their first-round pick this year. It's the 13th pick. Um, they're also giving up their second-round pick. Uh, it's the 42nd pick. And then the sixth-round pick with the, the 207th pick. Uh, that's all this year. And then they're also giving up a conditional second-rounder for next year, which will turn into a first-rounder if Aaron Rodgers plays more than 65% of the snaps next year um which aaron Rodgers, it, i mean it's almost a given barring injury that he will and aaron Rodgers does not have a major history of injury so i would be shocked if this doesn't turn into a first round pick so i mean we're talking two first rounders a second rounder and a sixth round pick in return for aaron Rodgers. And, and the 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 um the, the Jets receive Rodgers, and the, the Packers are also sending over their first-round pick for this year. Um, so they're swap, swapping picks. The, the Packers are moving up from uh, 15 to 13. Um, so I, I, I think this is one of the few trades that we see that, that both sides 
win the trade. The Jets have been in uh, quarterback like purgatory for, for over a decade. The, the Packers have wanted to move on from Aaron Rodgers for years at this point. Um, they, they both get something they want. They both get picks that they want as well. The, the, the Packers already have their succession plan in place with Jordan Love. And, and they move up to 13 where they can select him a good receiver. There, there's going to be some good receivers at 13 that they can, they can select to help Jordan Love out. And, and then the Jets, they get their franchise, franchise quarterback, which is honestly the, the only real missing piece that they need. They, they, they were 7-9 and nine last year, and, I mean, they had trash cans with legs playing quarterback for half the season. And... and they were still able to go seven and nine, and then Aaron Rodgers. They get him, and he's still on his best days. He's one of the more elite quarterbacks in the NFL, in my opinion. I think he comes to New York with an energy that we have not seen in a couple of years, and he's going to be trying to get another ring, trying to prove that, you know, that that, that he's not washed, that trying trying to come back with a vengeance. Um, I, I think the Jets are legitimate contenders with this move. Um, they're the second best team in their division now. I would still put Buffalo ahead of them. But, you know, let's be honest. The Jets split. They went 1-1 one and one against the Bills last year with no names playing quarterback. Um, I, I believe Zach Wilson started that game. But Aaron Rodgers is exponentially better than any of the quarterbacks that the Jets had on their roster last year and Aaron Rodgers so Aaron Rodgers can at least go one and one with the Bills every year and I would argue that that series I would I would anybody be shocked if the Jets beat the Bills twice next year no you wouldn't with Aaron Rodgers um that that makes the Jets they're they're now legitimate contenders in the AFC East I think they're going to be a dangerous threat in the Jet in the in the AFC overall. I think the Jets are going to be extremely happy with this trade, as as long as Aaron plays more than two years. Um, if he only plays for two years, I, I if he only plays for two more years, I I think they're going to feel like they got the short end of the stick a little bit. But but. Uh, if, if, if the Jets win a Super Bowl in the next two years, which I think they have a shot at, I really do. I think that highly of Aaron Rodgers. I think that highly of the other pieces on the Jets roster. If they win a Super Bowl, it's all worth it, even if he does play for only two years. I, I also would be very surprised if after this trade, Aaron played for less than two years. I think he has the three or four years left before he seriously retires. I know he's been talking about how he was 90% retired in the offseason. I, I think that was just despite the Packers. I really do. I, I think he has three or four more years left in the tank, and I would be shocked if he, if, if he retired before then. The Packers should also be happy. I mean, they get rid of a player they wanted to get rid of, and, and, and not only did they get rid of him, but they get two first-round picks, essentially. And if Jordan Love is at least competent, which from the little bit we've seen of him, it appears that he is, I, I mean... What are the other quarterbacks in the NFC North right now? I mean, you've got Justin Fields, Jared Goff, and Kirk Cousins. I think that Jordan Love can contend with the three of them to win that division. I'm not. I don't see any of those quarterbacks that are going to be exponentially better than Jordan Love. So I think the Packers are are in good hands. Um, I, I'm. I'm I, I'm just excited to see Aaron Rodgers playing in the AFC this next season. I think it's going to be an exciting storyline 
to follow and just see how it plays out because there's so many great quarterbacks in the AFC. I just want to see how Aaron contends with them on a week-to-week basis. Uh, Second thing I want to talk about, we're going to move over to college football for a minute. Uh, I want to talk about you know, Deion Sanders kind of like purging the roster at Colorado. You know, this has been one of the more interesting stories of college football this offseason. And Deion Sanders taking the job at Colorado, uh, it, it's been super interesting just to see like the different moves that he's making over there. And he, he's made headlines for like, you know, his extreme measures and harsh, harsh, harsh coaching tactics. Um, you know, before he's even coached a game at Colorado, that he's making the headlines like that. Now, now, we are seeing now that there's only 16 scholarship players from the 2022 season that are going to be on their roster next year. This is upsetting a lot of people, including players that are being forced to transfer. Um, they're accusing Dion of being too harsh and unfair. Here's here's the th- here's my opinion on it. Colorado was one and eleven last year. That's that's hard to do in college football. I mean, that that's hard. It's hard to be that bad. That's it's almost impressive. But the, those players that were on that that team, they don't have any room to talk about what's fair. I mean, if you want to keep your scholarship and your roster spot, you know, the solution to that is really simple: win more games. You can't be the worst team in the Power Five and then complain that the new coach comes in and is changing things and changes players. Obviously, what you've been doing is not working. Why are we being so harsh on Dion here? I mean, just let him do his job. Do do I think that Colorado is going to go, you know, 12-0, win the Pac-12, contend for a national title next year? No, I I don't, obviously. I think that they're probably going to be, you know, 6-6, 7-5, somewhere in there, but that's exponentially better than they have been the last few years. I mean, if you're a Colorado fan and Dion goes 6-6 six and six next year, y'all should be throwing parades. Y'all should be thrilled because that is an absolute milestone of a movement for, for the Colorado Buffalo like that. And y'all should be grateful to Dion for doing that. I think it's going to take a couple of years to completely get this roster where it needs to be, get Colorado where it needs to be to be contending for Pac-12 titles. And I'm not even then, I'm not sure that it's going to happen. And that's not a shot at Dion. I think Dion is a great coach, a great guy, but, but I'm not sure that Colorado is going to get to that level. But if you're a former Colorado player or a player that is getting, losing your scholarship or being forced to transfer, you can't be upset that Dion is doing this. It's not like he's taking a middle of the road or mid-tier or an upper echelon college football program and making all these changes. He's literally taking the bottom of the barrel. He's starting from scratch. This program is in need of a complete rebuild. And that's what he's doing. And you have to start from the ground up. And that, unfortunately, that improve that 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 starts with changing some players. Um, and, and I'm sorry if that hurts players' feelings. I'm sorry if that hurts parents' feelings. I'm sorry if that hurts fans' feelings. But you know, life's not fair. The, these scholarships are not there just to be fair and to be kind. The schools give out those scholarships in return for the kids helping them win games. And if the kid, if the kids can't do that, if you, if you can't hold up your end of the deal, unfortunately, you're gonna lose your scholarship. You're gonna lose your roster spot. 
I mean, bye bye. That's 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 the harsh reality of life, people. Um, I, I personally have no problem with Dion doing this. I, I think it's I, honestly, I think it's a smart move on his part. He's bringing in some of the players that he likes that he thinks are going to give him a better chance at winning, and he's probably right. I mean, it it doesn't take much to be better than they were last year. Once again, they were 1-11. You win two games, you increased your win percentage by 100%. I think Dion's going to win more than two games. I do, I do. Like I said, five, six. I would be surprised if he won less than six, but I would also be surprised if he won more than seven in his first year. Um, I, I, I think he's brought in some good, good, good players. I think his son is a legitimate quarterback, uh, Shadur. I think Shadur Sanders is is a legitimate quarterback. I think he's going to help that team a lot. He's brought in some other uh, Kermani McLean. He uh, he got Kermani McLean coming in there. I think all of these players are going to be uh, tra- Travis Hunter. That's another one. Tra- Travis Hunter transferred with him uh, from from Jackson State. He's brought in some guys, but. You shouldn't be upset about this. That he's getting rid. He's getting rid. He's he's got to bring in new players, people. He's got to bring in new players. He's got to get in some higher rated players. I mean, right now he only has, I want to say it was seven four and five star players on that entire roster. The the, the legitimate contenders in college football, you know, they, they have twenty seven backups that are four and five stars. So. There has to be some change on the roster if you want Colorado to be a legitimate contender in college football. Next thing I want to talk about, this is interesting. I wasn't planning on talking the NFL draft this episode. I was going to save that. I feel like I've talked about it a lot. And next week we're going to be talking about it even more with the draft happenings. But I saw this report when I was prepping for the show. And I thought it was super interesting and I, 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 I want to talk about it for a minute. So, you know, as we know, if, if you're an NFL nerd like I am, the, the NFL draft is starting tomorrow, which, and that means that mock drafts are in full swing. Um, side note, be sure to check out my personal mock draft episode of This Is True. Um, you know, I, I give my predictions on the, the first top 10 picks of the draft. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that great episode. Um, but anyway, NFL analyst Chris Collinsworth, um, legend of the game, I mean, great analyst. I mean, if, if you if you know anything about the NFL, you've heard Chris Collinsworth talk and commentate and that sort of thing. Um, you know, but he, he, he's shocked a lot of people with his mock draft because he has, excuse me, the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs selecting a quarterback in the first round. You know the, the the Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions. Yeah, he has them taking a quarterback with the thirty first pick, and Collinsworth has them selecting Hendon Hooker, quarterback out of Tennessee. You know, this is surprising. I mean, you know the, the Chiefs have the best quarterback in the league right now, and arguably, you know, arguably one of the greatest of all times, Patrick Mahomes. You know, but Collinsworth says that he thinks Kansas City should uh, select Hooker in case an injury happens to Mahomes as an insurance policy. And you know, I'm a big fan of insurance policies for players, especially like at the quarterback position because it's such an important position. You don't want that player to get hurt and then your entire season being shot. So I understand where Chris Collinsworth is coming from on this. But you know, 
this particular pick, it, it feels like a reach. If, if you're the Chiefs, uh, you don't want to be selecting a quarterback this high right now. It, it, it gives a bad look. It sends the wrong message to players and fans. Mahomes is the guy, and you want, as an organization, you want to show that he is the guy. You want to show that you have faith in him. And if you're selecting a quarterback in the first round, that doesn't send the message that you have full faith in Mahomes. You don't want another first-round quarterback behind him putting that sort of pressure on him. And not, not that Mahomes can't handle the pressure, but it's just not good. You don't want to put that on him. I, I, like Look at New England, the New England Patriots, back when they had Tom Brady. They selected a quarterback every couple of years. But it was always at least in the second round. Second round, they, they had their insurance policy in place by selecting that quarterback, but they weren't going up and taking a quarterback in the first round. And this, and even if 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 this later round pick made Tom Brady uncomfortable, like for example Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G, they had him traded. Brady wanted Jimmy G gone. That's why Jimmy G was traded to the 49ers. They, that, that's the same mentality, I think, that Kansas City should have. If they want to select a quarterback, I don't think that's a bad idea. I agree with the principle of selecting a quarterback. But, you know, it shouldn't be until late second round at the earliest, and I would say probably even later. There's plenty of, like, C, C-grade quarterbacks this this year in the in, in the draft so you could easily select one in the third or fourth round that is going to do a moderate job of backing up Mahomes and could lead you to a win if something you know were to happen to Patrick Mahomes I, I, I just I think this is a massive reach on Chris Collinsworth's part when while I do understand the sentiment that he's coming from I, I, I don't see that happening that's a, it seems to me that that's just a it, that was just Collinsworth saying something to get a reaction and he succeeded fans are like all all over Twitter talking about it I'm talking about it on this show so he succeeded but I would be I would be absolutely shocked if this actually happened um, but you know I, I I guess we will see you know the first round is tomorrow uh, I, I am so excited for it I, I cannot wait to break it down on next week's episode. You know, just be sure to follow us on Spotify, follow us on Instagram, um, so that you can get stay up up to date with everything that's going on with this show. Next week, we will be talking about the draft. Like I said, you know, I'm going to be talking about what picks I think are good, what picks I think are bad, you know, several potential players that I think are going to be busts, what players I think have a chance to show that they're better than people think. Uh, we're going to break it all down on ne- next week's episode. Um, it's going to be so good. Uh, Make sure make make sure you listen to it. Uh, I'm Isaiah Sanders, and this has been this is true.